Welcome back to We're Not the Same. We've got some exciting news today to share. We've, We've got t-shirts. We're going to talk a lot more about them in the episode today. And we're also talking all about community. So how to get involved with the community, how to find a community, and how to be a part of ours. So with that, let's dive in. As promised, our second exciting announcement is obviously our t-shirts and we don't just have these two designs. We have created a whole line of designs and it's just the first go around. We're going to have more to come and over time, probably several launches. That's the goal. So I am wearing the More God, Less Gov, Bubble Letter, this comes in black or white. We have all kinds of different like of the t-shirt colors so you can decide what you like best. I also have it with a smaller design if you're not quite as loud and proud as I am, which I think everyone should be, but I understand that some people are a little scared of getting punched in the face. Yes. <laughs> and these are also 100% cotton. So we get the good fabric, which we talked about in a previous episode, all the frequencies and vibrations with the clothing. So what kind of sickos would we be if we were selling you polyester, polyester. t-shirts, guys? <laughs> and I've got the not the same t-shirt uh, in cursive writing with the cross in the center for the T. Uh, and that's our verse, 2 Corinthians 5.17, right? Yeah. And uh, so that's at the bottom of all of our podcasts. And it's obviously the theme here. We're not the same. So yeah. these are two of our, our favorites, but there's a lot out there. Um, and just go check it out. We're super excited to be sharing all of our t-shirts yeah. with you all. And if there's any one that you wish was like slightly different, like bigger version or smaller version, um, or you wish something was on the back or like we're open to feedback. Um, this is our first time, you know, really seeing designs, but we can pretty much make anything. So that's right. Lots excited. of colors, lots of different things. So yeah. we're just excited to be, I always, I feel like I'm so passionate about them. Man, I really need some shirts that are not just like plain t-shirts. I want to be loud and proud statements for, for yes. Christ and freedom and all of that. So we're excited to have this own launch. And we found lots of good ones that we, you know, have, as you've probably seen on the podcast, we kind of are uniform when we film an episode is to have one of our statement tees, but it's so cool that now we're able to just make our own and hopefully match some of you guys out there eventually as well, which lends itself to what our goal is, which is to grow our community. And that's what we want to talk about today with you guys. That's right. We can't do it alone. It's very, very biblical. There's so many verses about how we are supposed to do this with our brothers and sisters and lean on each other and build each other up. Iron sharpens iron lots in the biblical sense to doing things together and not having to do this this life, this fallen world together. So we're excited to be here talking to you about that. And I, we really want to dive in today about, I don't know, I'm an introvert. So like trying to reach out to people and do stuff with people is not my cup of tea. Yeah, but let's just define introvert and extrovert. That's one of my pet peeves is that people don't know the definition of introvert okay. and extrovert. The energy. Yeah, it's where you derive your energy from. So being an introvert doesn't mean that you don't know how to talk to people or you don't like to be around people. It just means that after having a social interaction, you need to recharge by yourself versus more of an extrovert, which I think I am an extrovert. I've always been kind of on the line in like the different personality tests, but I really think I am an extrovert because you derive 
you feel refreshed and renewed after being around others and like being alone is more draining. So yep, I'm definitely, which is funny because you go out into the world every day and I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> swap, swap our roles. Yeah. <laughs> stay, stay home. Yeah. So it's, it's harder for me. I feel like to, to reach out to people and find the different things, but I feel like we also hear all the time, you know, most successful people have mentors and have people that they go out and, you know, learn from and all of that. And we, you know, you hear that all the time, but how do you do that? Like, how do we, how did we do it? Like, that's what we want to talk about because it is so important. Like what those people are saying is so, so true, especially yeah. when we talk about things that are so counter world and counter what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's harder to more, find those people. Yeah, I was going to say it's harder to find, but it's even more important. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You can go it alone, but it's way harder and not fun at all to do it that way. You know, and I feel like we, in the beginning, that's how we were and we felt so lonely and like, oh, like we're the only ones feeling this way or thinking these things. And then you start to, we made it a focus. Like I think we said, you know, our word of the year is community and we've really put a focus on that and taking the time to get together with people and reach out to people more often and do all of those things to be able to, to grow our community, which it has grown, but there's always room for more. And I think the community starts in your home, like, especially on things like this, like you have to have partnership with, you know, if you're single, then, I mean, it's just you, but if you, you know, if you're married and have a spouse, that's where it starts. Like your community Mm -hmm. starts with your family. Like you have to start there because if you're not on the same page or not in it together, it's just not going to get as far as God wants it to get. And mm-hmm. it's not going to, you're not going to fulfill as well unless you are doing it together. Cause that's how we're designed to be is one together as, as a couple. With that said, I think one spouse might be more invested at first in finding new things out, whether it be health related or freedom related in any sort, or just like waking up to this world, which is the case we've talked about this, which is the case where you kind of started it and then kind of brought me along the journey. Mm-hmm. But I still think before expanding out and really building a community, it has to start here first. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be weird if I started inviting people over and I don't know. I mean, I guess you could do it that way if you have like an unwilling spouse. That's true. Just bring more people on your side in and I guess there's no wrong way to do it. Yeah. But I think Uh, I mean I think with anything, yeah, if you and your spouse are aligned, you're gonna find success more quickly and more easily on literally anything. Yeah. That's been our experience at least. Before you can grow your community, first you have to figure out what community you even are trying to grow. So the first thing you need to do is really get set in your values and your stance on things. And then you need to be unapologetically outspoken about those things. And you need to not shy away from sharing your opinion and conversations when those come up. And, you know, I think for a lot of things, even before we got into all the things we're in now, just even in the past, you know, I wouldn't say what I really thought in conversations because, you know, I knew it wasn't what people were going to agree with. But so you just have to grow that muscle of being able to stand on your own two feet for your values and not worry about what other people think and 
you know, that is sort of the first step I feel like of growing a community is kind of weeding out the community you might already have. And not that you can't be friends or have community with people that you disagree with, because I think you definitely can. But I think the community we're talking about today is finding people who are like-minded, who are able to help you grow in your journey and help support the same missions and kind of running the race together. And I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing is you got to do the hard thing and you got to mix up your life. Like if you want to change, you've got to, you've got to take those steps. You got to be brave. You have to step out of your comfort zone. Like these are all things that you got to push through to keep getting better. And I, I, going back to like being an introvert and like stepping into these different roles of asking people and trying to engage others and especially you know, at church or whatever, you know, trying to get involved with different groups. Like that's not where I naturally gravitate, but I know that that is something that's important to do when, and what I'm talking about specifically is like getting involved with men's groups at church or, um, even, you know, having people over for dinner and stuff that we've been trying to do. Like those aren't natural things. I, I think for me and maybe even us, cause we haven't done it mm-hmm. and now we are doing it and we are, you know, reaping the fruit of of that labor. I think as you start trying to figure out where your community or what to do tactically to try to find this is I think a great place to start is certainly a church. And I think if you don't have a church, it's probably time to go get one. (laughs) And even that is kind of uncomfortable. Like for us, when we were kind of looking around for a new church, just going into a church, I think there's a sense of feeling like, oh, everybody there is going to know that I don't belong or something like that. But that's really not true. I mean, I maybe in some small towns where everybody goes to the same church or something. I don't know. And what, but I feel like in most cases, you see different people at church all the time. It's not just like the same hundred people every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, and also like, who cares? You know, if you're especially a Christian and you're going into a church, they should be very welcoming. Like they're, if they're the kind of church you want to be at, they're going to be so happy that you're there. And, and, you know, we did experience that at the churches we tried out where people were so kind and welcoming and like introduced themselves, you know? So I guess in that sense, they did notice that we were new, but not in a bad way, you know, like nobody is going to be like, oh, who is this new person? Why are they here? You yeah, know, it's not and, very and Christian. yeah, if, if they, they are, are that's, that's not the not church, church for you anyways. <laughs> so I think, you know, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in seasons of growth and change in your life. And that's not easy for anyone. You know, we all don't like that. We all like to just do the same thing and be comfortable and not have to put ourselves in potentially awkward situations, but. But there's so many good things. I think church is such a great place in the sense of that it's unnatural community right away. And there's going to be. And there's no like opportunities of like, exactly. hey, come out to this. And here's a small group. Here's a men's group or a women's group or this community thing we're doing. Like it just opens, it makes it easier to open that door into a lot of different opportunities. But I think it's important to try out different churches or not be afraid to try something else out. Even if you're not planning to switch, maybe you love your church, but like there's a lot of churches around, like go for a Sunday and try something else out, Yeah, you know, and if something sparks or if it doesn't, then, you know, you've learned something at least. Yeah, we did that. And we bounced around to a couple. Went to, you know, even after we felt happy with the church that we're at now, we went to another church just with some friends and just to try it out. And I mean, we had, it was a great service. We didn't feel like called to suddenly switch to that church, but it was still a good experience and got to, you know, have a new perspective of, you know, 
comparing your church that you're at to other churches. So I think it's a good thing to do and just to never get too comfortable or like I always am a skeptic of everything. <laughs> and so I'm just constantly even in my mind like, oh, is this right for us? Or, you know, like taking what's said at church and just like, you know, holding that against scripture, against my own personal beliefs and just making sure that like everything's in alignment. So I think it's just, it's never good to just put your blinders on and just be like committed to any one thing. You know, you should always be questioning and reassuring, you know, that you're aligned with whatever it is. Yeah. That by testing, you will discern what is the will of God. It's in Romans 12. Like he asks you, you know, you renew your mind and test so that you can, you know, understand and see what his real will is for you. Yeah. If you just stay on one path, maybe it is the right path, but if you don't try things or open your mind or research and other things, it kind of is all broad. You won't know what is, what is what. I think another tactical thing that you can do is start saying yes to things. So that's a big part of what we started doing was if God put something in our path, we try to say yes to it if at all possible. So like I was invited to a women's group at a different church and old me, I feel like would have never gone, would have not in like invited by somebody like secondhand, like, oh, this person goes to this group, you should go with them. Like somebody yeah. I didn't know at all. So there's just no way that old me would have no. gone. But my goal is to build a community. My goal was to get to know more people and, you know, to grow in finding friends who share my faith and stuff like that. And so I went and it was, I'm so happy that I did that. And now I have, you know, the, this group of ladies, like, are we all best friends now? No, but are they people that probably would help me out if I ever reached out to them and needed something? Like, yeah. And I would do the same for them, you know? And so it's just getting to know people even just a little bit. It, it makes a difference and it makes you feel like, hey, like there's people that, care about me you know they don't know everything about me but they care enough to to be there if there was ever a need and it's a comforting feeling yeah and i think you know it's important to to pray and ask god to put these things into your life i mean even before uh, a lot of these big changes that we had i remember i was talking about like oh man we need to i need to you know step up my game and understand what the spiritual leadership is and explore more of our faith and all that and then you know I was just saying this to a buddy of ours who is more of a Christian, like deeper in his faith and like was part of these groups. And he remembered having that conversation with me one time. And then he, he wanted to start his own small group. And he remembered that I had said that. And he reached out. He's like, Hey, no pressure. I'm planning to do this. Like, is this something you'd be interested in? It's a whole year. Like there's a commitment. Um, and I was like, there really wasn't much hesitation other than like, is this going to be okay? Like going every <laughs> week for in the morning, getting up with the kids. Um, which it was not a problem at yeah. all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then that was just put it in. And then you immediately have, you know, we have three, it's four guys. So I have three great friends who would do, we'd all do anything for each other. And again, we've talked a lot about this. And I think this is where community comes in too, is we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be really tight with folks and be able to even like share our sins with our brothers and sisters and confess and all of that. And you can't do that in large groups and in a 
lack of community. So it's so critically important to have that, to be able to have those talks, have deep thoughts, like get beyond the surface of, well, how was your day? How was your day? What you're doing this weekend? I feel like every week at work, it's always like, how was your weekend? Then later in the week, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. It's like over and over and over again, <laughs> which is just mind-boggling. So, well, hey, maybe you should come up with some new questions. Yeah, just as you're on your own, that you could ask people. That's true. I should think about be doing the change that. you want to see in the world. Man, shirt, new shirt <laughs> idea. I like that. What was your biggest sin this week? <laughs> That'll go over well. <laughs> yeah, but it is, you know. Pray about it. God will put the right things in your life and have, I feel like the whole point of this is have a community yeah. to, to talk and share. And so this is just another thought that I had of just what is the importance of community? And they they say, I, I have no idea where this comes from, but I've heard it many times. You probably have too. Of You are the combination of the five people you're closest to. And so who are you closest to? You know, what are the influences that you have in your life? And you may not realize they may not even necessarily be having a negative effect on you per se, but don't you want people around you who are going to make you better, not make you better, but make you make yourself better <laughs> um, to rise to the occasion, you know, to have people around you who are doing better than you in some areas, you know, like not, not saying others are killing it and we're just bumps on a log or anything, but having people around us who are further along in their faith journey that we can aspire to be like, who know more about health things that we can learn from, who, you know, have older kids that can give us parenting advice, you know, and, and all of those, you know, that can be one person each that you have. And even I, I've heard this before too, of if you can't literally find someone that's like, hey, I want you to be my mentor. And, you know, you have this close personal relationship with them, which obviously that's like ideal. And I feel like we do have that now. But find some, just pick somebody that you like admire some quality in them and, you know, even find out what they do, you know, or just think what might they do? I don't know. Like you don't have to literally find a person and have them like coach you through every step of life and tell you all their secrets, even just on a podcast, like find somebody on a podcast that is an expert on some topic and listen to them and like take what they say to heart. I feel like that's what a lot of people don't do is there's so much information out there now. It's just information overload for all of us. But what are you really listening to and like taking to heart and making the change? And that's where your own personal discernment is going to have to come into play of who you're going to listen to and what advice you're going to take and what you're going to implement. But I think that's something that we grew in was being able to... And still growing in. To see like, okay, this person is doing better than me in this area like humbling ourselves because <laughs> that's not easy to do, right? You never want to really think like this person knows more than I do in this topic or they're they're further along in their journey or whatever it is. But it's really important to recognize there's always going to be people ahead of you and there's always going to be people behind you. So yeah. And starting those conversations is a lot easier than you. I mean, can you just imagine if someone came up to you and like, man, I really... I see how you, you know, are leading your family and it, that seems really cool. And I want to like learn more about that. And I want to like learn what you know about that. 
mean, can you imagine someone coming up to you say like any pick any of your skills and be like, hey, I've noticed this. Can can you help me learn that? Like you'd be like, ah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, whatever you want. Like call me anytime. So like that's the perspective, right? Nobody's gonna say. I mean, it's it'd be rare if you're like, nah. Like, Somebody would be like, oh my gosh, why would you say that to me? Like, yeah, right, <laughs> right? Be flattered. Exactly. So that's so true. It, it, there's no reason to not to not ask or try to reach out. But you got to be around those people first. And that's where you have to be able to step out of your comfort zone. And I think as we think tactically too about our lives and our experiences that we had, I think you think about the different categories as you think about health, right? So if you want to do something different, you got to step outside the norm. So what's your typical norm of health? You know, you have your primary care doctors, you've got your, you know, your your MDs and your are part of your hospitals and, and all of that. So if you want to take a step outside that, what are some things? There's the DOs, which are like MDs, but they're a little more, I forgot what exactly it stands for, but they learn a little more holistical things in medical school. You can step further outside of that with like chiropractic, which is where we went. We didn't do naturopaths, which we've also been to as well. Again, focus more on you are designed to heal. Let's try to figure out the best way for you to do that. Let's mm -hmm. try to get yourself out of your way. Let's try to get the world out of your way so that your body can do what it's designed to do versus here's a magical potion pill, whatever surgery that's going to solve your problems, which it never does. It so never like, does. They're never like the promises are never kept in the medical industry. Yes. So like you got to take the step out of that. And that's where try different things. Try a chiropractor. Maybe you don't like one. Try Don't give up. Try a different chiropractor or look on their reviews. Like see, because a lot of people who are outside of the main norm areas are going to have more strong opinions that might align with what you're looking for, which is kind of what happened to us. We found our chiropractor who is amazing and like also believes in all the things that we were like researching about and and again he's like an expert on all of this health and knowledge that just yeah. we want to keep learning from but without finding him and having him as like a guide like we would still be lost well, to look and for something. without taking the first step of like going to a chiropractor yeah which was me that put my life on the line no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i was a little nervous, right? Oh, like sure. the propaganda against chiropractic, you know, was instilled in me. And so I was scared to go, but so looking back, that's so funny. Grateful, obviously. Like, yeah. and I mean, I think it's just a God thing. You're never going to change by just doing the same things over and over again. And you also never know where you're going to grow your community. You never know who you're going to meet. That's going to lead you to this person and this person, and this person, you know, and I think that's where for us, obviously, our faith comes in and God places these people in our path to open the different doors. And then it's ultimately up to us to walk through them. And that's where the whole saying yes thing comes into play. And also remembering that, you know, everything can be undone too, just as everything, you know, there's really a low risk of like, let's take the mom's group that I mentioned before. Let's say I had gone to this mom's group and like it was just a disaster or something. I mean, I can't mm -hmm. even imagine the scenario like what could have gone so wrong that it would be terrible. But then I just would never have gone again. Gone again. Yep. You know, like it's so low risk, high low reward. risk. Yeah. Low risk, high reward. So as you're pushing yourself to do things, just think of like what's what's the worst that could happen. But I actually have a sticker on my mirror here and our room that I look at every day that actually says, what's the best that could happen? 
and just shifting your mindset of like, yeah, you could look at what's the worst that could happen. That's probably not going to happen. But what's the best that could happen? You know, maybe you'll go to this mom's group and become great friends with a whole group of ladies who are some in the same boat as you, some are ahead of you on the journey and can give you advice. And you know, that's what happens. So just that mindset, I literally read it every day and every night when I'm brushing my teeth. What's the best that could happen? Because that is not my nature. I don't know if that's anyone's nature to think that way, but certainly not mine. (laughs) So I just need that reminder all the time. Yeah, that's really, really good. And I think one thing that was most recently talked about, and I mentioned it a little bit in our our men's group that I just went to, was the whole um, proverbs of iron sharpens iron. And this is the the concept of you need you need people together to you know as you bash iron together, it can sharpen it. Um, but part of that, in order to you know sharpen the iron, you have to be close together. You can't iron sharpens iron. You can't do that if you're separated. So you have to be around people in order to sharpen each other and learn from each other and grow. So it's important, you know, just again, to build that community in order to do that. And I think it's a universal thing that we all want more friends. We all want to be invited to something. You know, we all want someone to reach out to us. But you can either sit at home and, you know, wonder when that's going to happen, or you can be the friend that you want to have. And you can send that text. You can set up that coffee date. You can ask somebody to lunch you know, or even if it's just, I, I've been bad at this recently, but at one point I was making a real effort to reach out to people if I thought of them. So mm-hmm. like if somebody popped into my mind first, you know, kind of just unexpectedly, I would send them just a simple text like, hey, I was just thinking of you. Like, I hope you're doing well. And, you know, maybe they respond or maybe they don't. But how nice to be, it feels a little awkward to send that, right? Just a random out of the blue text of like, hey, I was thinking of you. Like, oh, great. Now I seem like a creep. Now I seem like a weirdo. Like, why am I thinking of them? I have no idea. But imagine being on the receiving end of that. Like, imagine just you're going about your day and a text pops up from someone you haven't heard from in a while. And they're just like, hey, I was thinking of you. I took you, you one would further. Literally, be so happy. Yeah, I took you one further and being, I guess, maybe more awkward, especially if people aren't like of Christian faith or whatever. But like, I was doing that too for a while, and I should get back into it. Like when someone talk, popped into my mind, I would like have this feeling of like wanting to pray for them. Mm-hmm. So I would text them and be like, "Hey, hope everything's going well. Like, is there anything specific I can be praying for you and your family for?" And uh, I even did that to our. <laughs> This sounds really weird, but one of our AC guy or one of our yeah or one of our HVAC AC guys who came over and helped me like fix the HVAC. Now he came over a bunch and we like talked about family and all this good stuff. Yeah. But still, it's like you know, it's not kind of a random guy, kind yeah. of a random guy. Um, but he was like super appreciative and all that, and you know, it's the same thing. You're not doing it, you know, to get accolades or anything like that. But I think it's a good thing if something comes on your mind, if someone comes on your mind, let them know that you're thinking about them. So the other way that I personally have been able to grow community too is through social media, which we literally grew up when the internet was becoming a thing. And it was like, don't talk to people on the internet. And now I'm like good friends with people from the internet. So uh, my, 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 how the times have changed. But that's another space, right? Where I had to become this very strong, outspoken person. Um, And I think it's social media is so weird because there's no nuance, right? So you can't, you can't insert a lot of 
nuance. You can't insert a lot of tone. Tone. Yeah. So you're just really putting yourself out there to say, this is how I feel on a topic, um, which again, the weeding out process is harsh. But when you separate the wheat from the wheat from the chaff, you really see, you know, you can form strong bonds with people because when you take a hard stance on an issue, you're going to have that connection with people of like, you know, say my, my pro-life stance, for example, mm -hmm. you know, like that's a strong bond with other people who are very passionate about that. That's something that you can just spend hours talking about and relating to and, and sharing and all these things. So, you know, I don't think everybody is going to go out there and like grow a following on social media you want to meet random strangers off the internet. But I mean, I freaking love my friends that I know from Instagram and, well, and I'm so grateful that some of them have become like in real life friends. Yeah. And, and that's where like, I almost was thinking like, this would be the easier way to, to grow a community. But I, I can understand like you're, it's a lot, I mean, it's a ton of work to actually like try to grow and all of that, but you could still use it as a sense to find people who have similar thoughts. Yeah. And, I mean, it's still a platform to be basically be able to share your values, you know, and things that may otherwise not come up in conversation. And then somebody might see that and be like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way. Like, I also am super passionate about that. And you end up growing a friendship with somebody that maybe, you know, you were just an acquaintance with or, you know, like I know a girl that we knew each other in college and we're friends, but, you know, kind of lost touch. But now she, you know, had followed me all those years ago. And now we're like closer friends because we share the same beliefs. And we're like, oh my gosh, what do you know? Like we... Yeah should have spoken up back then. We could have bonded more over these topics. So one last way, it's not necessarily really growing a community, but just a way to feel like you're more part of community is actually by wearing t-shirts. True. When we yes. go out, obviously we live in Orlando, so we go to Disney a lot and there's plenty of people there, but sometimes we'll see somebody in a great shirt or even at you know, restaurants and yep. we see somebody and you just... Again, you have to be loud and proud. Put yourself out there. Be like, hey, I love your shirt. You know, that's like might be uncomfortable in some situations to say, but I'm I love doing that. Like I'll see somebody across the way at Disney. I'm like, you in the DeSantis shirt. I love that shirt. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So, you know, it's again, like you're never gonna see those people again. But you know, like when I've been on the receiving end of that wearing a shirt. And somebody says, hey, I love your shirt. That brings a smile to my face. Just knowing that there's other people out there who, you know, feel the same way you do, even if they're not as outspoken. And now if they say, oh, I love your shirt, we'll whip out a card and say, here, go I get know. your own. We need a little QR code on the sleeve or something. That's true. Scan here. <laughs> love it. So hopefully these are some helpful tips. And honestly, we'd love to build a community with you and for you to be part of our community. So reach out to us on Instagram. We've got at the Logans uh, is one that we actually just launched today. We've had our individual accounts, but now we're officially at the Logans on Instagram. So reach and we out there. always put that links to our Instagram in the description of every episode. So if you can't find it, just go down there. Click yeah, there. absolutely. So be part of our community. Like it's a great place to start. You know, we've got a lot of, you know, growing and learning to do ourselves, but we're all in this together. And uh, if you haven't already too, check out our 
most recent free ebook on healthy living, low-tox living, animal-based diet. It's a great way to get started. It's totally free. It's a great ebook that Katie put together. Uh, we'll put the link in the description below. Get che go check it out. And uh, you, it will also have the link to our t-shirt merchandise as well. So, yes. so we are super excited to be with you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. And we have more exciting things in the work too. So, you know, keep sticking around and exciting things to come. Yes. All right. We love you guys. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.